Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Yes, yes. Praise Him. Come on. He is still on the throne. Come on, who's excited to be here this morning? Come on, who is here to connect to Christ, experience freedom, hunger for God, and live out purpose? Is that you here this morning? Yes, hallelujah, you came to the right place, praise God, amen. So we are continuing in our comeback season series. How many is enjoying it so far? Yeah? Well, you could be honest. You're in church. God knows. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this uh, series. Um, Terrell actually really prayed hard about what um, the Lord wants to say to us. Um, so he was uh, really excited about it, kind of he shot me some text messages and say, "Hey, this is what, this is what the Lord is saying. This is what um, I, I believe our next series is." So, as soon as he sent it to me, I was like, "Yes, yes, we are doing this, Amen." So I'm I'm very excited about this series. And so, if I could just have you stand one more time, you will work out your salvation in this church. I'm going to be reading from a familiar uh, text this morning, very familiar, but one of my favorites, 1 Kings chapter 18, and uh, we're going to start in verse 41. So when you have it, say, I have it. All right. Let's uh let's get started this morning. Get my uh thing going here. All right, here we go. All right, let's get started. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat, and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. A sound of an abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and he put his face between his legs. He was in shape. Let me tell you, that's not an easy thing to do. And and, And he said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and he looked and said, there is nothing And seven times he said, go again. Seven times. That's that's faithfulness, right? Then it came to pass the seventh time. Then he said, there is a cloud as as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. 
Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. Mm. So Ahab rolled away and went to Jezreel. Then he handled, uh, then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and, gir and he girded up with his, his loins and ran ahead to, of, uh, of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Amen. So I came today just with a prophetic word for you that your drought is over. Your drought, your drought is over. I'm not talking about the Texas weather. Amen. No, I'm talking about the drought that you've been experiencing for a while. The Lord came, sent me here today to tell you that the drought is over. Father, we just worship you this morning, God. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God. We thank you that you are so constant, Lord God. You will never leave us nor forsake us, God. You're such a great God, Lord God. We don't deserve anything that, that, that we have, Lord God. We have your love. We have your grace, God. You continue to bless us, Lord God. What an awesome Father you are, Lord God. Thank you for this time that we have together. Thank you for all that you're going to do in this service right now. I thank you for answering prayers. I thank you for lifting droughts. I thank you for, for canceling uh, generational curses, Lord God. I thank you for healing. I thank you for breakthrough this morning. I thank you for right now. Father, what an opportunity I have, Lord, to be your vessel today, Lord God. Thank you for using me today. I give you my mind, think with it. I give you my vocal cords, speak through them. Have you way in this place in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him a shout this morning. Come on, if you don't want regular church, you could do better than that. Give him a shout. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord, or you can continue to stand for the rest of the service. Amen. So it's our comeback series. I just want to welcome those who are online with us. This is your comeback season. Amen. God is lifting droughts this, uh, this morning. I'm excited about that. Amen. So I, I want to just really dive right into our, our text this morning because this is, this is a, a nation uh, coming out of a drought. Um, and it was reasons for, uh, for, for the drought. But this was a, a, a nation coming out of the, a drought. And I really love this text. I actually, uh, Elijah's actually one of my favorite. But this story is, particularly is my favorite. And it's not just because of the miracles, right? It's the, it's the process. It's the stages that, that, um, um, that how God lifted the drought. It was a process that they actually went through, right? See, I'm a, I'm a process guy. You, you hear me speak about process all the, all the time. So, um, so process describes things, how things are started, how things are done, how to make things better. And these stages, right, would determine how success, successful the outcomes will be. Amen. And so if you are experiencing a drought in your life right now, 
follow God's process. Because God would tell you how it started. God would tell you why you behave the way that you do. And he would tell you how to make it better. Amen. So that way you can have success in your life. So we need to follow God's process. Amen. So a lot of times we pray and we ask God to remove a certain issue in our life. Right. But it's a process. He would do that in a, uh, with a process. Amen. Because he wants to you. He wants you to learn something. He wants you to grow from what you are going through right now. Is anyone going with me this morning? Come on. Somebody said it's a process. So I love I love finding out how things start. I, I really love that. I love that process. Right. How because um, because how it ends, the end doesn't always tell the whole story. It's really how things started, right? If you, can, if you were to interview, my wife loves watching celebrities or, or just with uh, people, uh, their backstory, right? And I, I love it too, because it really tells the whole story. The end, what they're currently doing now doesn't tell the whole story. But if you look at how a person started their, their careers, like if it's a famous athlete or a musician, they will tell you about the, the rough days, yeah. amen? See, my, my, my father is a musician. He, he, had, he has a band. He had a band since b- before I was born. And um, so he, I love to sit around and hear him tell stories about how the band got started. Mm. Right? It wasn't always easy, right? They, he plays the keyboard. He's a very good uh, uh, keyboardist, right? Uh, but he didn't always play the keyboard. I remember he said when they first started, he started playing the guitar. He said, it ain't sound too good, <laughs> right? And they needed a keyboard player. So he says, you know what? I'll learn the keyboard. And so he put down the guitar, and he started playing the keyboard, and the, and the band took, took off. Amen? So it's the process, right? The process. So it's the start of something, right? You always have to get the, the backstory, right? Any time that you go to therapy, Right. The therapist will interview you, will ask you a whole bunch of questions. They will ask you about your, your family, your, your life history. Right. Uh, the, the things that you, you like to do. Why? Because they got to get to the root issue of why you are there. Amen. So you, you come there with a with a problem, but they can't just start based on that problem. They have to get a little history uh, from you. Amen. So in order for. For, for them to, to help you move forward, they got to get to the root issue of things. Amen? Amen. And so, so here, this is a, a nation coming out of a, a drought. It's actually a comeback story. Yeah. I love comeback stories. How many like Rocky? Man, I'm probably dating myself, but I love the move. See, you see all the seasoned people put their hands up, right? <laughs> So I love Rocky. I love Rocky. I love uh, the, the first three Rockies are, are, are my favorite. And when I was in, in college, um, before every basketball practice, I would watch at least one of them because it would motivate me. Right. It was a great comeback story. Right. But I love the process. Right? I, I, I mean, the fights were great when he won the fights. But I loved the, the part that when he was working out. Right. When he like he, he lost the fight or he was counted out or something. Right. The whole music scene. How he's just working out. It was just like getting, you know, he was coming back. 
I love a good comeback story. Amen. I mean, so you may be in that place right now. Amen. You may be coming back for something. Amen. So so right now. So God is just telling your story. Your start is just the beginning of your story, but you will come back. This is your comeback season. The drought is being lifted. The drought is being lifted off of you right now. And so, but we must talk about like, how do droughts start? How do they actually happen? Right? So sometimes droughts are necessary because they produce authentic worship. So if you think about Elijah in, in uh, chapter 17, how God told Elijah to proclaim the drought over King Ahab. Then he told him to run and hide because they were going to kill him. Right? And then I find it interesting if we really read through chapters 17 and 18. So one, God, 17, God told Ahab to proclaim the drought and to run. In chapter 18, we find Elijah on a mountain proclaiming rain. So it's interesting how God uses our dry seasons to get our attention. Because, because if you think about chapter 17, when God told Elijah to proclaim the drought, he had to be frustrated because I did exactly what you told me to do, and these people wanted to kill me. And he still experienced drought, <laughs> right? And, and people wanted to kill him. It's like, oh, that could be frustrating sometimes. When God tells us to do something, we're doing exactly what God is telling us to do, but we still experience hard times. We still ex- experience chaos, right? We still experience letdowns, right? It's like, oh, my goodness, God, I'm doing like you told me to do this. I did exactly what you told me to do. So this is the position that Elijah's in. It's like he had to run because of what he told King Ahab, what God told him to tell him, right? Something like that. <laughs> right? So here, here it is. So I just find it fascinating because chapter 17, Elijah's running. Chapter 18, he's on a mountain proclaiming Proclaiming rain. So what you are currently running from can be the very thing that God would use to promote you. The thing that you may be running from, God will use to promote you. Amen. And so so because so here's Elijah. He ran after he he did exactly what God told him to do. But see, God needed him to be alone. So God can work, work on and prepare him for the promotion. Amen. So the thing that you may be running from is what God wants to use to work some things out in your life. Amen. So you can be doing the right thing. You can be having success in many areas, but struggling on the inside. Your heart may be dry. Your mind may be dry. You may be feeling, uh, feeling empty 
on the inside. How many have had success or feel like you have success, but something inside of you just don't feel right? Everything else seems to be going really well, but, it, but you feel it empty on the inside. Amen? So here's God using this dry season to work on Elijah so he can produce authentic worship in him. See, God will allow situations to get our attention. Right. And so you can continue to ask God to, 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 to get rid of these these situations, but he won't until he changes you. Sometimes droughts are necessary is for God to get our attention so that way he can get us alone. <laughs> right. So he can get us alone. See, the drought wasn't just about the Israelites. The drought wasn't just about the king Ahab. The drought was about Elijah as well because God used him mightily as he was at, this, at the brook, right, alone, tired, discouraged. God actually fed him with ravens, like the worst birds ever. <laughs> like, I still can't understand that. Like, that couldn't be, that would literally have to be a miracle for me, for uh, me to receive food from birds because me and birds, we just don't get along. There's something about it. I don't understand. We just don't get along. But here, but here, God still fed Elijah in the drought. He still provided him in the drought. See, when you are faithful to God, he will still use you in dry seasons. He will still use you in dry seasons. Amen. Because his plan, his plan would never cease. His plan will never stop. God will still move. It doesn't matter what, what the season is like. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. If he have a plan for you, it doesn't matter. If you have faith, God will still use you mightily. Wow. So here God, God provided for Elijah in the dry season, and God used Elijah for someone else's dry season. We, we, he got with the, the widow. He used, he used him for someone else's dry season. Amen? God will still provide for you in dry seasons, and God will still use you in dry seasons. See, drought leads us back to our purpose. You remember Peter, how he denied Jesus three times, right? So he faced a drought, right? Then he returned back to, the, to his trade that Jesus called him out of. So maybe sometimes we're experiencing droughts because we keep going back to things that God called us out of. By certain doors that were closed, we're trying to reopen those doors. God's saying that, no, I shut those doors already. Why do you keep opening those doors? Amen. God's got some fresh doors for people here today to walk through. Amen. Stop walking through those familiar doors. He's closed those doors already. Amen. So sometimes we experience droughts because we, we keep opening those old doors. Those old doors have old patterns. The old door, those old doors have old ways of thinking. But the new doors have God's promises connected to them. 
The new doors have new opportunities yes, for us to walk through. The new doors have fresh perspective that we need. The new doors have fresh wisdom that we need. Amen? Is anybody going with me this morning? Come on, tell somebody, I'm walking through that new door. I'm shutting that door completely. Yes. And here's David. I love, I love David. Here's David in the, in the wilderness in, in chapter of Psalms uh, 63, starting in verse 1. He says, early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land hmm, where there is no water. And so here's, here's, here's David in the, in the wilderness. He just got anointed king, but was not king yet. And now he's running from Saul because Saul understood his calling. Amen. And so here, here he is. He's running and hiding in the, in the wilderness. But what is he doing? He's worshiping God in the wilderness. He's worshiping God in the wilderness. Amen. Amen. Wilderness is just a pit stop for you. God doesn't want, he doesn't plan for you to live there. Amen. It's just a pit stop. Amen. So God, God going to do some things in your life in the wilderness, but he wants us to still praise him through dry seasons. So he wants us to praise him. Don't let the enemy or circumstance lose your worship. Don't let situations steal your praise for him. Amen. If God is still your God, if he sits on the throne of your heart, praises should continually be in your mouth. It should continually be in your mouth. God has you in his hand. Your whole life, not just certain things. He has your whole life in his hand. Enjoy your position. Enjoy being in his presence. Enjoy just worshiping your your provider. It's like, God, I know you are my source. I know my life is in your hands. Amen. So what I'm going to do, I know I'm in the wilderness, but I can still worship you right where I am. Worship still works in dry seasons. It still works in dry seasons. Amen. It still works. Don't let the enemy steal your worship. How many got a praise here this morning? Does anyone have a praise here this morning? Does anyone feel like the drought is being lifted over your life? Like, I'm tired of this dry season, amen? I'm tired of this dry season. I know God is my provider, but I'm still going to worship him. I don't know when he's going to lift a drought. I don't know how he's going to lift a drought, but I'm still going to worship. I'm still going to be faithful because he is my God. He is my provider, and I know he does miracles. I know he will provide every need, amen? When I pray, I know he will do extra, amen, above and beyond what I ask, amen? He is my provider. He is my God. I'm going to praise him right where I am. God still moves in dry seasons. Throughout the Bible, you read God's moving through dry seasons. Here's David. I want to be like David, worshiping God in dry seasons. He's in the wilderness worshiping the Lord. See, thirsty voices who are called by God Worship him 
in, in the overflow or the abundance or in dry seasons or in dryness. Amen. Don't let the enemy or your situation steal your voice. Amen. So how do droughts happen? Well, some droughts are necessary to bring us closer to God. Right. And then sometimes droughts happens because of pride. Ouch. Everything was going well. Right. Until I brought that up. Right. Everything was going well until I brought that up. But pride, pride is a mess. I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced some pride in our lives. Is anyone here actually experienced pride? I mean, pride was the thing that got Satan thrown out of heaven. Like, I ask myself, of all places to be kicked out of. I mean, because there's not too many options you have, right? There's only, only one other place that you can go if you get kicked out of heaven. I'm just like, I know I will, I'm going to be on my best behavior. I mean, of all places to get kicked out of, he got kicked out of heaven. Like, to me, that, like, that's it. Like, where do you go from there? <laughs> so he got kicked out of heaven. That's how much God despises pride, right? So pride is rooted in deep insecurity, fear, unworthiness. See, prideful people often feel small, overlooked, insecure, powerless, and unloved, right? And so they, so they, the, the, it calls, it tells us, the Bible tells us it's like a mask that, that we wear. Amen? So pride was the thing that got Satan kicked out of heaven. It's, the Bible says that God hates a proud look. So I'm just like, what does that look like? Like, what's a, what's a proud look? Like, it's got to be a certain look that we have that God doesn't like. Like, what's, what's a proud look? It's like when we, you know, know everything. We, maybe it's this. So I wonder if when we're like this, when God's trying to tell us something, we don't want to listen. He tells us, fix your face. Fix, fix your face first. Fix your face. Tell your neighbor to fix their face because maybe, because we don't, God doesn't like a proud look. Just fix your, fix your face. Just fix your face. I don't know. Maybe that's what a proud look is like. Or maybe it's when we don't want to do what God tells us to do. We start pouting and all that. The first thing God tells us is to fix your face. Why, why are you looking like that? Just fix, fix your face. Just do what I tell you to do. Maybe that's what, what pride is. But pride speaks, to, speaks of a person who would want their will over the will of God and the will of others. Wow. That's what a pride look is. Wow. You want your will over the will of God and the will of uh, others. That means it's your, your way or no way. And so God, God hates a proud look. Pride, pride. Amen. God will cut us off if, if we have that proud look. He, he will cut us off because the Bible said that he hates a proud look. Amen. I mean, Jesus modeled humility for us. He modeled. He came to serve and not to be served. 
he came, he walked this earth with so much humility. Amen. And we need to do at, do that as well, to walk with humility. Amen. Humility. Jesus demonstrated humility. And another, another reason why droughts happen could be generational cycles. We talked a little bit about that last week. Amen. Genera- generational cycles sometimes uh, causes droughts in our life. If you think about our text, King Ahab followed in the sins of Jeroboam, Jeroboam, right? Because Jeroboam replaced God with an idol. So King Ahab was doing the same thing. That was the cause of the drought. That's how it started, right? You always have to find out how things start. That's how it started. They started, they were worshiping other gods, and then God caused a drought. He sent Elijah to proclaim the drought in their lives. Amen. Anytime you depend on another source of God, God, another source other than God, God will cut you off because you can't serve two masters. Like God ain't going to compete. Like you can't serve two masters. Amen. We, we have to make up our minds. Who are we going to serve? Are you going to serve the, the world's opinion or other people's opinion, or are you going to live a life according to the word of God? Amen. Is anybody with me this morning? So, so here they are. They were repeating the same things as their uh, family was. Here they are. And so I believe sometimes we, are, we repeat the same sins that were passed down to us. We're living the, the, the life that, were, that was passed down to us. You, you know that God have a separate plan for you than he has for your family? I believe some people here are, are here to break generational curse over, over their family's life. It stops with you. The drought starts and stops with you. Amen? Hallelujah. And so we have to break generational curse, curses over, over our life. How do you break the generational cycle? First, you have to identify it. I love to ask my parents and my grandparents when they were alive questions about family history. Right? I would sit around. I would listen to them. I still talk, talk to my parents to, to this day. So I want to know how things started. I want to know why the, the family Behave the way that they do, because you just go to family reunions, you get to get together with families, you look around, you're like, Lord, have mercy. Am I the only one? It's like, they family, but them some strange people. It's like, so I ask questions, because I'm just like, like, what happened? Like, I want to know who I'm connected to. What was passed down to me? What do I need to break? Because there's certain patterns, right? There's certain behaviors that need to be broken over my life. And I don't want to be repeating that stuff. I don't want to be one of the crazy people when you go to the family reunion. I'm acting like that. I'm like like a fool. Like, why does Uncle Ray Ray act like that? I don't understand that. <laughs> it's the same thing all the time. And then you see his kids acting the same way. They got the Uncle Ray Ray spirit. It's all over. It's like three generations. Uncle Ray Ray spirit. I don't want to be Uncle Ray Ray. 
God has a separate calling in my life. Ray Ray is Ray Ray. I want to break that Ray Ray spirit over my life. Amen. We have to identify, like, what's going on in your family? What's been passed down to your family? Ask questions. I love to hear about it. I sit down with my parents. It's like, I, I wonder, they, they tell me why they made decisions that they made. They tell me about their history, how they were growing up. I was just at, we, we were just talking to my dad. He broke, he broke, broke down when he was uh, talking about his uh, childhood. He gave us great insight. Amen. He's like, you know, you have, to, you have to pray against certain things, yeah. right? We had crazy relatives. You got to pray against those things. Yeah. Amen? So you, we first have to identify it, and then you can renounce it. Mm-hmm. See, generational curses come through the bloodline. It can only be canceled through the blood of Christ. Wow. Yeah. Is anybody there? Is anybody there? So certain things have to be broken, certain things that were passed down to you, like poverty, divorce, amen, domestic violence, alcoholism, drug addiction, immorality, adultery, perversion, depression, confusion, fear, amen, panic attacks, mental illness, suicide, destructive attitudes and behaviors. Those things have to be broken through the blood of Christ. Romans 3.25 says, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because of his forbearance. He had left the sins committed before beforehead unpunished. Amen. So things have to be broken through the blood of Christ. Amen. So you have to identify it, and then you have to renounce it. Amen? So let's just kind of renounce some generational cycles over our life. Just kind of repeat after me. God, thank you for uh, generational curses are broken. Through faith in uh, in the blood of Jesus. I believe Jesus is my is in my mercy seat. His blood cancels curses. So I renounce generational curses. They are canceled and they are stopped in Jesus' name. Come on, give God some praise. And so you have to identify them and you have to renounce them. And then you got to change your behavior. Amen. You got to change your behavior. Amen. Because you can't renounce it and then still act the same way. So if you identify certain things that were passed down, certain attitudes, certain behaviors that 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 you you're experiencing, you have to you have to change your behavior. Amen. You have to change your behavior. So as I was saying, I love this text because of how the drought was lifted in stages. So we just talked about how, what what causes droughts, right? But how droughts are lifted in stages is what I really love about this text the most. 
It, was, it happened in stages. So stage one was through obedience. It was through obedience. Elijah obeyed the, the voice of God. Eventually, Ahab and his people obeyed the voice of God. Amen? And so uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that Elijah obeyed God before the drought, in the drought, and after the drought. Obedience is needed. Amen? We must obey God in, in dry seasons. See, your obedience determines your elevation. I say, let's say that again. Your obedience determines your elevation. I say that to the folks online. Your obedience determines your elevation. And Deuteronomy 28, 1 tells us that. It says, now it shall come to pass if you diligently, what? Obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord, your God, will set you high above all nations of the earth. So your obedience will determine your elevation. Amen. So God is about obedience. A lot of times we go through things. We wait for God to answer us, to get us through something. He's, he's saying to us, obedience, obedience. But God, but God, no, obedience, obedience. He wants us to obey him. Amen. See, you can walk through life. Disobeying God, God will still be God. He will still love you. Amen. You, you don't have to follow his word. He will still provide for you here and here and there, but you will never reach your full potential. You will never, never experience the fullness of God because obedience determines your elevation. God gave us his word so for, a, for a path and for a guide to guide us through life to guide us in the way that we should go. Obedience is important to the Lord. It should, be, it, should, it should be important to us. So it was that process, it was that stage. This obedience was the first stage uh, for, uh, for the drought to be lifted. And the second stage is when they acknowledged that God was their source. So if you remember, if you back up a little bit of chapter 18, where uh, God had told uh, Elijah to go tell Ahab that the drought was going to be lifted. And so he went, he visited Ahab, and he told him, he said, hey, get your people together. Got something to tell them. Get, get all your people together. Got something to tell you. I'm going to show you all something, whatever. And then here uh, he got all the prophets and all the people together because the prophets were the main problem. Amen. He said they were, they were speaking, prophesying things that weren't of God. They were worshiping uh, Baal, a false god. Amen. And so here's, Ahab, so here's Elijah saying, get all your people together. I want to talk to you about something. I want to show you something. And so here they were stuck on their, their God, and, uh, and Elijah was like, okay, well, let's, let's do something. Just kind of paraphrase. He's telling them, I'll say, let's prove who's a real God. Let's, let's prove. Let's get this thing out of the way because I'm tired of y'all wavering between two opinions. Right, the, the opinions of the prophets and the the, uh, the opinions of the, the the true God, Amen. Let's get this thing out of the way. Let's get rid of this thing right now, right? Let's 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 set something up. So he told them to set up a, an altar, 
whatever, and then uh, they both did, and he, he said, whoever uh, God answers through fire is the true God. And, and, and Elijah, of course, uh, the next day, Elijah came, and he, he, he actually mocked them. He's like, where's, where's your God? Because nothing happened. Where's your God? Maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he's meditating. Maybe he's on a journey. Uh, amen. Maybe he's too busy. God's never too busy for us. Amen. He's always moving. He's always speaking. Amen. And so then, uh, of course, he, uh, Elijah started to pray for, uh, for God to, to draw their hearts back to him. And he did. And he answered his prayer through fire. Amen. And so, and so that's when um, the, the second stage, that's the second stage to God lifting the, the drought because he wants us to know that he is our source and there is no other source here. Amen. God is the only source. God wants to be first in our, in our lives. So when they got that realization that God was their source, amen, the drought was lifted over their lives. Amen. And so their hearts were turned back to him. And then the third and last thing here, and I'll close with, with this, the third stage was faith. Was faith. We have to have faith in dry seasons. So here Elijah, he heard the sound of rain before the rain came. I don't know if, you know, that's, that's like, that's what faith is like, is when you hear something, you perceive something, and you sense something. So he heard the sound of the rain before the rain actually came. That is faith in action. Amen. So when God tells you something, right, is you hold on to that, until it actually comes to pass. Amen? That is what faith is like, is when we perceive something, we sense something, and we hear something that God is about to move. Do you, do you sense something in your life? Do you sense that God is going to move strongly in your life, powerfully in your life? Do you sense something? Do you sense like the drought is being lifted? In, in your life? I sense that. I sense God is lifting droughts. Amen? Amen? Amen. I, I sense that God is drawing people back to him. Some people who got off course. Amen? Got, off the, got on the wrong path. God is drawing them back to him. Amen? He is lifting droughts in this place. Amen? He's called us to a life of obedience. Amen? He, he wants us to know that he is, he is our source, amen? And he wants us to walk in faith, amen? He's lifting droughts in this place. Amen. Does anybody here this morning believe that your drought is being lifted? Amen. Come on, stand with me. Come on, stand with me. It's what a powerful story and what a great lesson this is because sometimes we really feel like 
we know that God is this miracle God, and we sit there and we pray and we ask God for miracles, but we don't do anything. Yeah. We don't do anything. See, I've learned, I've learned whatever I'm, whatever I'm going through in my life, if I am experiencing drought, the first thing I do, I am not perfect, but the first thing I do, okay, God, what do you want from me? Like, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? Like, I know God is God. He is, he is my source. I know all these things. But sometimes I'm confused. It's like you tell me these powerful things, and all of a sudden, I'm experiencing this dry season. So, okay, God, like, what, what are you saying to me? Is there something in my life that you're trying to get a hold of? I said, that's what God is doing. He said, he, he told Elijah to do this powerful thing. It was kind of dangerous. Then he told him to run. As if he couldn't take care of the people that he was running from. As if God could not take care of the people that he was running, who he's running from. God, he could have done that. But he had Elijah alone. He had him alone in a dry place. He couldn't depend on anyone else. He got food from birds. God had him alone. He spoke to him. He encouraged him. He empowered him. So if you're in a dry place right now, ask God, God, what are you saying? What do you want from me? Don't miss this opportunity. See, we all like to be on the mountaintop a lot. But it's a process to get there. Here's God told Elijah to proclaim the drought, and he ran. And then in chapter 18, he was on a mountaintop proclaiming rain. Stop proclaiming rain when you're supposed to be in the dry season. It's the purpose for this dry season that you're in. Rain will come. It will come. But God needs to get a hold of you first. See, God worked on his character. He built his faith. He built his, his, his ability to do what he told him to do. And sometimes God will tell you to do something that you're not ready for yet. He said, okay, now you're going to experience a dry place. I know we don't like it but it's for a purpose. He's building you up. He's putting you in the gym. He's putting you in the gym, working out your spiritual muscles so that way you can endure what's coming. Can you imagine if David uh, uh, was crowned king when he got anointed first? I mean, he couldn't even fit like Saul's clothes. He couldn't even fit a king's clothes. He wasn't ready yet. It was promised. It was promised. It was prophesied over him, but it was a process for him to get there. It's a process for him to get there. 
Don't abandon God's process over your life. It's for a reason. I know we like to proclaim rain. Rain is coming. Rain is coming. But don't abandon your post. You're in a dry place for a reason. Yeah, rain will come. But God needs some things from you first. He's, I sense faith is rising here. Purpose is rising here. Droughts are being lifted. Because some of you have been in a dry place for a long time. God's saying that is it. That is it. This is your season to proclaim rain is coming over your life. Some of us have just started the dry season. It's okay. It's okay. Rain will come. Rain will come. Happens in stages. God has a powerful plan over your life, and man, let Him have His way. Can you just say to God, God, just have Your way? Whatever, whatever going on in your life, whatever it is, it can be great things, amazing things, or it can be challenging things. Just say, God, just have Your way in my life. Just have your way. Like, my life is yours. My life is yours. Can we actually be like David when he experienced a dry place, how he worshiped God in the dry place? Like, he believed in God's word. He was being chased. Saul, was, Saul wanted to kill him, but he was still praising God. You know, the enemy wants to kill and destroy you. And sometimes you don't know how to get out of the situation that you're in. Can you just praise your way out? Can you just worship him? Don't let him, because if he can steal your praise, if he can steal your voice, he'll take everything from you. Your God is faithful. He is faithful. Can we just... Be a church who prays God. Can you just praise him right where you are? You're home right now, your living room, or wherever you are. Just, just start praising him. Give him words of praise. Just praise him. However you want to praise him, just praise him. Just, just praise him. Just thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. Sometimes I don't understand where I am. I don't understand this dry place. You told me great things. You said I would do this, and you said I would do this, and you say this will happen, you say that will happen, and now I'm at this dry place in my life. What are we going to do? i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to praise him. Father, I just praise you. Hallelujah. Lord, I praise you. I praise you, God. I praise you. You are my Father. You are everything, God. God, I praise you right now, Lord God. I don't understand things right now, what's going on in my life. 
I don't understand this dry season that, you're, that I'm in right now, God, but I know that you're still faithful. You are still constant. You are still my king. You are still my provider. Father, you reign on my heart, Lord God. I thank you for who you are, God. You, would, you have never failed me. You would never fail me because you don't know how to do that, God. Thank you, Lord God. I'm just going to praise you. I thank you for being my king. I worship you right now, God. Oh, God, I want to be like one of those angels who are in heaven just bowing down and just worshiping you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you for doors that are opening right now. Thank you for the drought that's being lifted right now, Lord God. I know it's a process, Lord God, but I'm just here. I'm just waiting for you, Lord God. While I'm waiting, I'm going to praise you. While I'm waiting, I'm going to praise you. While I'm waiting, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. I worship you, God. Hallelujah. You're worthy for all the praise. Thank you for dry seasons. Thank you for seasons of overflow. Thank you for wilderness seasons, Lord God. Thank you for promised land seasons, Lord God. I thank you for it all, God. I praise you through all of them. I'll be faithful through all of them, Lord God. I will worship you through all of them, God. Come on, somebody give him some praise here. Come on, is he faithful? Come on, is he faithful? Come on, praise him like he's faithful. Come on, praise him like he's faithful. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, to speak a blessing over this church, God. Father, I just pray that you guard our minds and allow situations, the enemy, still our thoughts that we have towards you <laughs> and your thoughts that you have towards us. Let's pray right now. We, we, we believe, we believe that generational curses, cycles are broken over this place. We will not repeat the things that are passed down to us. They are broken. They are canceled. We are stopping them. They have been stopped already. Thank you, God, that you are lifting droughts in this place. They've been lifted. So we will walk in them, God. We'll walk in those new doors that you have for us. We keep the old doors locked. We are your new creation. And we're powerful. We're powerful because we're yours. <laughs> Thank you, God. Have your way in this place. Have your way in our hearts. Let us not forget what we've heard today. Let us walk in what was said today. If it was just one thing, one thing that your people heard today, I pray that they will live that out. I thank you, Lord. And for those who have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
we want to give you that moment right now. If you're here today, you know, God touched your heart today. I just want you to lift your hand because we want to pray over you today. If you're at home, you, you're listening to this message and this message has touched you tremendously and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift your hands because we all can see you. Nope, just contact us. We would like to pray over you. And uh, God is good. He's faithful. Uh, and we love you. Amen. So you are dismissed. You have a blessed week. Uh, the altars will remain open if you want prayer for over anything. We have some team here to pray. Other than that, have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.